to a little tea time, you guys. I am Jarek, aka D, your host of Little Tea Time, with my guest for tonight, Miss Crystalline Nelson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a little tea time, Crystalline. Thank you for having me. Yes, so excited to have you here. So, we're going to get to know you tonight and let the people at home know more about who you are in the community and what you bring with your art. Okay, thank you. All right, so first question up. Tell my viewers about yourself. So, oh, that's a big old question. Okay, um, I am an artist, primarily a poet, but I do other forms of art. Um, behind you, there's some visual art. There's some photography. Um, I'm also an educator. I have a master's in education. And I've been teaching for a decade. I'm now working at the collegiate level. So I'm moving up, moving on up, (laughs) diversifying these things. I am active in the community in different ways uh, beyond education, just trying to reach equity for marginalized communities especially. And hoping that people learn to take care of the planet that we live on because we don't have anywhere else to go. So you would think that it would seem simple as to why we should take care of the environment. But I think that we still have a learning curve with that. So I also advocate for that with Shreveport Green and other organizations. I do a lot of things. I'm an entertainer. I'm in Tipsy the Band. A lot of people will recognize me from that. And I love nature. Mm-hmm. I love nature. I love to be outside and looking at birds and stuff flying around. And I'm transfixed on natural resources and natural phenomena. And I also love architecture, particularly church architecture. And that's what part of this exhibit is, the photography that I've been taking over the past few years, just observing the way, particularly that Black people have designed their church edifices and how that represents the pride in our culture and the pride that we take in ourselves. So there's a lot of stuff about me. There's a lot. I guess that's enough. (laughs) I'm a wife, a happily married wife, to a wonderful man, Melvin, the chef. Okay, love that, love that. So when you are not doing your art, what do you do for fun? Oh. My art is fun. So if I'm not doing art for fun, I like to... My Melvin and I do a lot of escape rooms. We do an escape room everywhere we go. I'm really into problem solving, puzzles and stuff like that. So if I'm just chilling, I'm reading a book or doing some puzzles or just out in nature, listening to the birds, looking at the water... Something real low key, low maintenance. Because when I can relax, I relax. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, what inspired you to become a poet and artist? Who? I I took I started taking my poetry seriously in college at Northwestern in Natchitoches, Forkham, and we had an organization called BAPS that we chartered, which was. And on campus, it was just we were a cipher poetry team, slam team, and it was some wonderful people in that group. And just that energy that we had galvanized at that time, 
made me realize that this was something that could really, it was a force that could bring the energy that was missing in the world. And before that, you know, teenage angst, we like to write in our diaries and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, Moesha always sitting in a diary and stuff like that. So it was kind of cliche, and I didn't recognize how impactful poetry could be in my life and how much it could help me overcome battles that I was dealing with. And when I would recite it, how it could help other people put into words what they were feeling. So I realized then that this was more than just a phase for me, that it was a calling. It was a gift that I had been given and a privilege that I have to be able to translate people's feelings and to translate my own feelings into something that we can understand and something that we can do something with. So I guess my passion to to help people and rectify what's wrong okay. is what pushed me to do this. Yes. So how did you decide when to establish your brand and your name as an artist? So, I actually got my name, Lady Manira, during Kwanzaa of 2010 on, I don't want to say the wrong night, but one of the nights of Kwanzaa, we were gifted names, and Manira is Swahili for one who enlightens. Mm-hmm. So, when I received that name, it was completely detached from me being an artist. It was just part of our Kwanzaa celebration but once I received that name I really internalized it and the weight of being somebody who enlightens people I mean educators that's what we do anyway so I'm academically trained to enlighten people but in addition to my professional way of doing so that's just who I am as a person so I internalized that name and I internalized that gift and my poetry is to enlighten people. It's to enlighten me. Whenever I'm writing it and these things come to me, I don't like. I don't necessarily set out to say what I end up saying. Mm-hmm. I I'll just write and it's just fluid and it's like water when I'm just in the zone. And then of course you know I'll go back and edit and do things like that. But for the most part, this is just when I when it comes out of me, I'm seeing it for the first time too. Mm-hmm. And I'm recognizing what these things mean to me. And I hope that they translate in a way. And I mean, perception is different for everybody. So mm-hmm. one's perspective may not even be my intention, but I hope that it can get somebody. I hope that somebody can understand where it, where I'm coming from and take it to a different place. I'm really excited about my art being seen by so many people because I don't know what people will say. They may see something completely different and it's going to blow me up. Like my students do it all the time. When I would teach Great Gatsby or any of the books I've taught over the years, there's a way that I understand the book and there's a way that I understand these motifs and these metaphors. But my students would come up with some stuff and I'd be like, wow, I never even thought about that. So to see it with somebody else's art is cool, but to see it with my own art, I'm really... I'm anticipating what people will interpret. I really am. Okay. Moving on to the next question. Now, how have your priorities changed since you started the business of being an artist? Who? Uh, who? That's a really good question. 
it's going to sound backwards, but I don't spend as much time writing as I did before. I took this seriously. And that's because I've learned that for me, and I know everybody's different and everybody's trajectory is different, but for me in the season I'm sitting in, I can't force myself to write. Mm -hmm. I have to let it come when it comes. So I honestly internalized more time in nature. I spent a lot of time over the past two years. I've spent a whole lot of time out in nature, just observing the world, observing, listening to the wind blow, listening to the leaves, watching them fall. I've been very intentional about exposing myself to nature more often, and that has fueled me more than anything. So my priorities have become more about me taking care of myself than it is producing some work. Because I can produce work all day, but if I am broken or if I am stressed or if I'm exhausted, I'm just writing this for the sake of writing it. It's not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. And I write because I need to do something for me. I'm thankful and I'm blessed that my words have been able to bless other people, but I'm doing this for me. And if <laughs> I'm not in a good place, I can't do it. I can't do it. So my priority has been taking care of myself, really. I understand that because me working on my next project, I have to be in a space where it has to come. Real. It has to come to me in order for me to write it. So yeah. when you're not feeling it, yeah. you definitely can't make yourself feel And our it. society has a way of making us feel like if we're not doing and doing and doing, then we're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Or we're, we're lazy. Or we not trying, we ain't hungry enough. And that's just not true. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it, There are times where you got to grind. And there are times where you can rest. That's a perfect segue to this next question. What challenges did you overcome on your journey to being an artist? Oh, my word. My biggest challenge would be trusting myself, recognizing that I am capable and worthy of these things, recognizing that I don't have to fit somebody else's expectations or somebody else's definition recognizing that my thoughts are valid in themselves recognizing that in the same way God can choose somebody else I can be chosen too and I don't I don't have to be validated by somebody else's interpretation that what I say and what God has given me is legitimate for me and that's my journey and that's where we are and just being okay with being a human being multifaceted having days where I'm on top of it having days where I'm not and recognizing that that's okay that it's all okay it's all a journey and it's not always going to be this grandiose bright flawless Existence. That's not what humanity is at all. That's never been what we are. But I think we, having social media and having these ideals, we, we mistake ourselves into thinking that life is supposed to look like an Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to look like filters. It's supposed... That's not real. No, and it shouldn't be real. And that, that shouldn't even be what we aspire to have because where's the lesson in that? Yes. Where's the growth in that? Where, where is the challenge in it? I just, I I've become thankful for the challenge in this journey. 
I love that. With that, you guys will be right back with more of a little tea time with Miss Crystalline Nelson. So y'all stay tuned.